0: Hi, I'm Lisa Moore, one of the pastors here at GT Church in Victoria, BC. Welcome to our podcast. All of the content you'll find here is meant to point you to Jesus and to encourage you in your journey wherever you're at. Enjoy the message. Well, hello ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to church. It's the first Sunday of July, which means we are open for business, ladies and gentlemen. So so glad to have you with us here in the house. Let's let's put our hands together. Come on. We're here, we're gathering. This is awesome. If you're watching at home though, we haven't forgotten about you. Put your hands together. Give yourself a clap in your own house. Maybe you're clapping by yourself in front of your computer. But I am just glad that you are with us today. It's an exciting season as the church begins to reopen and I'm just pumped to be able to share with you what the Lord has placed on my heart for this moment. And so glad to have you with us. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter 13. We're on week 13 of our Jesus series. And today specifically, we're going to be looking at Jesus, the returning King, come on somebody, we're returning back to church. Jesus is gonna be returning one day and that is exciting for us. Now, I need to give you a little bit of a heads up because maybe it's entirely possible that you actually had no idea that the Bible says that Jesus is actually gonna come back at some point. For you, uh, Christmas story is Jesus coming. Uh, The Easter story is Jesus dying and resurrecting. But this whole idea, this notion that Jesus would one day return a second time is news for you. Well, Do not be alarmed, my friend, because Mark chapter 13 speaks about such a thing. In fact, in verse 26, I don't have this part on the screen, so you're just gonna have to trust me. But in verse 26, it says this, at that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Somebody say, amen. But verse 32, Jesus begins to explain a little bit about what's going on. And he throws out a little bit of a warning, a little heads up to his, to his listeners. Because undoubtedly somebody was sitting there listening to him speak and they're like, whoa, 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 Jesus. Like, like when's this gonna happen? Like give us, give us a little bit of a heads up. And here we go, verse 32, we jump right into it. This is his response. But at about the day or the hour, no one knows. Not even the angels or, uh, in heaven, or, nor the, nor the Son, but, but only the Father. So, so Jesus actually doesn't really even answer this question. So if you're waiting for an answer, I don't have one, Jesus doesn't give you one, it's not here in the scriptures, but that's okay. Because it's not necessarily the when is Jesus coming back that he's trying to speak to right now. He's speaking to the whole idea of what on earth is the church gonna do while they Wait for him. So it says here in verse 33, he says, Be on guard, okay? Be alert. You do not know when the time will come. In verse 34, he kind of paints this picture and he says, Look at, uh, imagine this. He says, it's like a man going away. Okay? He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned tasks, and then he tells one at the door to keep watch. So essentially, he's saying, okay, let me dumb this down a little bit for everybody here. He's like, I'm the man. And you guys are the church, you guys are the servants. And he's saying, he's saying, listen, I'm the man, I'm gonna put the servants in charge while I'm away. At one point, the man's gonna come back. So servants, I need you to pay attention and watch and wait. Verse 35. You see, today's message is not so much on the return of the king but today's message is on the anticipation for the return. Today's message is more to the, uh, the person who's waiting. <laughs> what do you do while we're waiting for Jesus to come back? This is where we're gonna land today. If, if you wanna know more about Jesus's second coming, more about the return of the king, teaser, jump into the Bible. The answers are all in here. So you have to read that for yourself. But, but what do we do while we wait? Let's look at verse 35. Therefore, keep Watch, therefore keep watch because you do not know when the owner of this house is gonna come back, whether it's in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. Now, fun fact, Shandy and I used to have a farm and on that farm we had over a hundred chickens. We had several roosters and fun fact, roosters don't just crow in the morning. My rooster was broken, crowed all the time, so we ate him. Just kidding, we gave him away though because our rooster didn't know how to tell time. But anyways, verse 36, he says this, if he comes suddenly, so when Jesus comes back and he's speaking of himself, if he comes back suddenly, don't let him find you sleeping, keep watch, he says. Then in verse 37, he says, what I say to you, Everybody paying attention now? I'm actually saying to everybody, everyone watch is what he says. In other words, he says, guys, ladies, listen here. I am coming back one day. I am the returning king. So, So be on guard. Be alert, be vigilant, be watchful, be intentional with your faith. Do not fall asleep, pay attention. The way you live your life on this planet in the here and now matters. The way you practice your Christian faith, it matters. It's as if he's saying, ladies and gentlemen, there is no such thing as a pause button when it comes to your Christian faith. here we are, we've just experienced COVID. And for some of us, we pressed pause and we pressed pause in a really big way. And even coming back into this moment, we're like, yes, finally, I can get back into church and press the pause button again, or the unpause button and and re-engage with life. But it's not supposed to work that way. You're not supposed to just be able to turn on your Christian faith and turn off your Christian faith. It doesn't work like that. It's not how it's supposed to be. And so I'm excited for today. I'm excited for this moment. I'm excited that the church is reopening. But more specifically, I'm excited that you're engaging in this message with me right here, right now. Because I believe right now we're stepping into a season where God's saying, all right, church, time to wake up, time to get up, time to get out of bed. Here we go, here we go. Press that unpause button, time to live life because this world that you live in is broken. This world that you live in is looking for hope. This world that you live in right now needs me. So I need you to go and be the church. And ladies and gentlemen, here we go. But what I love about the scriptures and what I love about the Bible is that God doesn't just tell us to go and give us no context. In fact, even with the subject of being watchful, several times throughout the scriptures, we have him say the words, watch out. And so I wanna highlight a couple of these for you today, specifically five, we're gonna look at them quick together, five times in the scriptures where we can see Jesus warning, giving us warning about life, about our context, about the here and now, this reminder that we need to slow down, wake up, and pay attention. All right, so the first one, let's look at together. Turn with me to First Peter chapter 5. Again, I highly encourage you to be a person of the word. I highly encourage you to be a person who gets into this book, who reads it, reads it out loud. And again, if you don't have one, we can, we can provide you with one of these books. The Bible will change your life. But First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 speaks to this whole subject of watching out for the devil lies. Watch out for the devil's lies. First Peter chapter five, verse eight says this, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. And what I'm gonna call the off season, in this off season, when we pressed pause, some of us, Some of you are super hardcore and you've just been giving her the whole time. And I love that. But for those of us who may have pressed pause here or there, undoubtedly, I'm sure that you may have heard some lies in this past season. Lies from that enemy who's roaring around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. Lies that sound a whole lot like, you don't need to go to church. Jesus isn't real. This book doesn't apply to you. GT is really big. They don't need you. Nobody called you while COVID happened. You are alone. You're by yourself. Nobody cares. See, the enemy has been busy in this off-season, busy convincing the saints that they are by themselves. You see, the enemy's tactic is always to divide, always to to discourage. The enemy specializes in lies. And when we're by ourselves, and we're isolated and we're alone, those lies sound very real. But let me tell you today, friend, God is bigger. God has a plan. He's got a plan for you specifically. And this season is primed for you to hear from God and to move forward with what he's asking you to do. Okay, so number one, watch out for the devil's lies. Number two, what do we need to watch out for? Is we need to watch out for shortcuts. And I wanna look at Matthew chapter 24. Again, this is very specific. Matthew chapter 24, verse four says this. Watch out that no one deceives you. Watch out for shortcuts. Watch out for um, lies. Watch out for like the plastic stuff, the fake stuff. Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You see, our society is broken, right? Our society is broken and people are looking everywhere, trying to find a Messiah. Now, now, people wouldn't necessarily articulate it that way. But I remember before I went to church, I remember before I knew Jesus, I remember before I became a Christian, I was searching, I was trying to make sense of stuff. And our culture's trying to make sense of stuff. Again, I wouldn't have said I'm looking for a Messiah. I wouldn't have said I'm looking for a, a savior, but I would have said, I'm looking for a reason to know why I'm here. I'm looking for a reason to explain why life looks the way it looks. I'm looking for a reason to explain um, the hardships of this world, where where I come from, where I'm going. I'm looking for answers. I'm looking for a hero. I'm looking for somebody to to put the dots together for me. I wanna encourage you. I wanna warn you, just as the scripture does. Watch out that no one deceives you. Watch out for shortcuts. Because you see, when you are desperate and when you're isolated, And when you're alone, and when you're scared, irrationality makes sense all of a sudden. We find ourselves doing things we'd never normally do. We find ourselves looking for things we would never normally look at. All of a sudden, low-hanging fruit looks really appetizing when we're hungry, even if we would never normally eat it. I remember when I lived in Edmonton, I worked at the Mustard Seed. And while I was working at the Mustard Seed in the inner city of Edmonton there, I met a man and I had never seen hunger like I had seen in that man that day before my life. He had just come to the Mustard Seed having been to KFC and he ate raw chicken out of the dumpster at KFC because he was so hungry. And I sat there and I scratched my head thinking to myself, how on earth can somebody be so hungry that raw chicken in a dumpster looks appetizing? But friend, you see, when when you're hungry, like hungry, hungry, anything edible looks appetizing. And when we're spiritually hungry, like like hungry, hungry, anything that makes even a little bit of kind of sort of slight sense looks very appetizing. And for now, I want to encourage you in this season, we're coming out of COVID. We're coming out. The church is opening up. And some of you have jumped onto some shortcuts. And today is that moment where Jesus is trying to get your attention, saying, son, daughter, Wake up, let's get ready. Number three, turn with me to Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. And in that same vein of thinking, watching out for shortcuts, I also wanna encourage you to watch out for false prophets. Watch out for false prophets. If you look at um, Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, it says, "'Watch out for false prophets.'" They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. You see, COVID gave us a very unique opportunity to look at other people's lawns. I'll explain it like this. Um, always be cautious when somebody tries to convince you how green their grass is. Because we, 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 we know the statement, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, right? But we all know the other side of that story. The, the grass is greener where you water it. But be careful when someone starts to tell you how, how green their grass is. I remember when we we first moved to Victoria. And and we we actually we live in Langford. And I remember driving on the Langford Parkway or or over in Langford there. I remember looking on the side of the parkway and seeing like just very, very green grass. And I remember my first thought was, wow! Langford, well done, high five, you got this. Way to, way to make green grass so green. And there was this piece of me that was like, see, Shan, we moved to paradise. Look how green the grass is on the side of the highway. Even the side of the highway looks good here in Langford. This is amazing. Then a couple weeks pass, I drive by again. I start to notice that the, the grass almost looks too green. You know what I mean? Like it's almost, it's almost too perfect. Then what, eventually, finally, the stoplight came at just the perfect time and my car was stopped inside the side of the highway at just the perfect time. I looked over outside window and I noticed something. That grass isn't actually grass. That grass is artificial turf. Ah, no wonder it looks so green. Langford, you tricked me, man. You tricked me. I remember sitting there thinking to myself, wow. I thought that grass was real. And then I drove by a few weeks later, and I noticed something very fascinating. Out of the the seams of the turf, the fake grass, out out from the seams grew weeds. So (laughs) not only was this green, perfect grass, not actually grass, but this green, perfect grass, this green, perfect turf, was actually growing weeds anyways. And there was this piece of me that, like, something woke up inside of me. Something was awakened in my inner man. When I realized that that soul, that, that, that happens in the spiritual realm, doesn't it? where where we hear some sort of teaching, where we see some sort of way of living, where where we get this context in our mind and we start convincing ourselves that this is good, holy, pure, and great, when in actual fact, it's fake, it's got weeds, and it's not all that perfect. And in this COVID season, false prophets were very accessible, weren't they? I mean, internet is a, a beautiful thing. It's a blessing and a curse. But all of a sudden, the, the, the accessibility to information was everywhere. And all of a sudden, many of us have found ourselves maybe, maybe getting a little bit too deep into things we shouldn't have ever gotten ourselves into. And so that's why today is a good day. It's a great day just to wake up, to get ready, to, to shake it off. Because God, God's got something for you. Number four, we're almost done. I want you to turn with me to Romans chapter 16. In Romans 16, we get this beautiful picture. So straightforward. And so we watch out for false prophets, but also we all want you to watch out for divisive people. And this is is important, especially in today's climate. Watch out for divisive people. People Again, I'm not making these things up. These are watch out statements found inside the Bible. It says right here, watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teachings you have learned. Keep away from them. In other words, what I want you to hear today is that it's okay to unfollow people on social media sometimes. All right, sometimes the best thing you can do, the healthiest thing you to do is click the unfollow button. Because you need to watch out for divisive people. My, uh, my old senior pastor, my old lead pastor back in Edmonton was named Glenn Patrick. And I, and I heard him say one time in a sermon, a, a statement that, that, that I'll, I'll never soon forget. It, it just kind of lodged itself inside my mind. And the statement was very simple. It was diversity is divine and division is demonic. And and, and diversity being divine is easy to wrap our minds around. Like when you think of humanity and and you think of how different we all are and you think about the fact that the Bible says that we are created in the image of God and you get this picture of, wow, yeah, Lord, I can see it. When I look at humanity, when I look at your creation, I see how different we all are. Diversity is divine. It's it's in your nature. It's it's beautiful. But division, division is demonic. Division is the devil's tactic to to divide and, and, and isolate. Because when the enemy's got you alone, he's got an audience. He's got your ear. And he loves to divide. He loves to divide his church, in fa- or divide not his church, Jesus' church. And in fact, COVID is kind of like the great plot twist where, where the enemy thought for a moment, ha, 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 look what has happened here. The entire church is divided, the church, the church doors are closed. He almost sounded French there. I don't know, that was an accident. But, uh, but, 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 but you got to understand, like there's this piece of the enemy where he's like, ha-ha, look at this. We divided everybody, but no, we reassemble here, aren't we? The devil didn't win. You see, God's got an opportunity for all of us now to, 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 to come back together, to, to, to multiply, to come back together for, for, for community, for family. Like, this is how God works. But division... Bible speaks very clearly. Watch out for those who cause divisions. And maybe in this last season, out of this desperate need for camaraderie, out of the desperate need for community or this desperate need for, for commonality, maybe you've aligned yourself with some very divisive people, some divisive thinkers, since rattled you. Watch out for those who cause division and put obstacles in your way that are contrary for the, to the teachings that you have learned. Keep away from them. God sees you, the Bible sees you, and the Bible speaks to you right now. We'll close with this one. Number five, turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. So watch out for the devil's lies. Watch out for shortcuts. Watch out for, for false prophets. Watch out for divisive people. But this last one's fascinating. It says in First Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, it says, watch your life and doctrine closely. In other words, watch out for you. Watch out for yourself. Persevere in them. Because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. And that's an interesting concept. It's an interesting concept. Watch out for you in this season. Watch out for yourself. Because sometimes our worst enemy is us. And sometimes our worst critic is us. Our loudest critic, us. Our most negative voice, us. Sometimes the very thing, the very person stopping you from being who God has called you to be is not someone else, not something external, but you. And this is what the Bible's speaking to. This idea of watching out for you. Watch your life. Watch your doctrine. And why is that important? It's important that you watch it because it says here, it says that that you'll save both yourself and others. And that's a powerful thought. This whole idea that it doesn't just matter what, what God's doing in you. You see, you you taking care of yourself and taking care of your own doctrine, prioritizing that, watching out for that, watching that, intentionally living out your faith does not just benefit you, but also benefits those around you. The Bible says the hearers, the people who see you and see what it is that you do and how it is that you live. Friend, your story matters. God's story in you matters, not just for you, but also for those who are around you. And that's why the church message is so powerful. That's why the gospel is so powerful. That's why Jesus is so powerful because God's got a plan to use you to reach others. Now, again, I, I, I mention this all the time. It's because it's so important to me. I didn't grow up going to church. And so if you're hearing my voice right now and, and, and church is new to you, I, I, I get it. I get where you're at. But I also want you to hear this. (laughs) I'm like the last person I ever thought in a million years would ever become a Christian. And when I came to realize that Jesus actually was who he says that he was, Jesus is who he says that he is, things began to come alive. If you're watching online right now, You can text LIFE to the number that's popping up on your screen, even in this moment. And somebody in the church, one of our volunteers, one of our staff members will reach out to you and walk alongside of you and help you process this thing called LIFE, because God has a plan for you, friend. God's got a plan for you. And if you're in this room right now, and God is speaking to you this morning, and God is trying to get your attention, after the service, I want to encourage you to go right up to the back, of the back of the auditorium here and go to the Next Steps booth. And I want to encourage you, it's gonna be brave, it's gonna feel a little awkward, but I want, you to, I want to encourage you to reach out to that volunteer that's there. Let them, let them talk with you, let them pray with you, let them come alongside of you, because friend, you don't have to do life alone. And that's the beauty of church. So can I pray for you? Can I pray for us as we reopen the doors And as we get ready for what it is that God wants to do in and through this church, can I pray for you? Would you bow your heads with me? Father God, I thank you that you're real. Jesus, I thank you that you came to this earth. And Jesus, I thank you that you are coming again soon. But Father, while we stay and while we sit and while we wait, Father God, may we not take this moment for granted. Lord, I pray that we would wake up that we would press the unpause button, that Holy Spirit, you would give us eyes to see the way you want us to see, that you give us ears to hear you, O oh Lord. Help us, God, to know how to live this life here on this earth in the here and the now. Because we recognize that we're not going to be here forever. That our, our world is very temporary. Our lives right here are very temporary. So help us, God, to make the most of this moment. Jesus, wake us up, help us to see you. Jesus, we thank you, thank you that we can gather again. Thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're gonna do, in your name we pray, amen.